I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast your dad lets you listen to but tells you, don't tell your mother about this. Do you have any media like that? No, not really. Your dad didn't like sneak in like a like a movie or something? Tyler, we only have one TV. Oh, yeah, I guess there's no... Uh... It was in the middle of our home. Yeah. Well, the game that we're going to play today, it's not so much that my dad said, like, don't tell your mother that we're playing this. I just think she was totally unaware of the content. Well, your parents worked opposite shifts. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess that's... Uh, I don't think we've ever mentioned that yeah. on the show, that for a lot of my childhood, my parents worked... Well, what you just said, they worked opposite shifts. So, like, my my mom would work at night, my dad would work at day, and they saved a lot of money on daycare, as they will tell you to this day, yep. over and over again, even though we have no kids and we don't need that advice. And they told us that that was the secret to a happy marriage. Also, <laughs> which yeah. is really great. Um, but, yeah, so I guess you're right. Maybe I was playing this with my dad. Like, I literally, I was so young when this came out, I must have been, like, sitting on my dad's lap playing this inappropriate, violent video game. It does look pretty violent. Yeah, Kate, uh, first of all, have you ever played... No. What do you know about it? I know that sometimes you have played it in bed while I'm trying to fall asleep, and it goes like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to get to that later, but I have this, the version for the and Nintendo there are, like, Switch. And yeah. around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, can you describe the art that you're, the It box? seems like it's really violent. <laughs> like, if you were young enough to sit on your dad's lap, you shouldn't have been playing this. I was five when this came out. Yeah, I was four going on five. When it's like a out. very muscular man, and he's got like bullets strapped to his whole body, <laughs> and then he's got like nine guns. There's, I, I guess, there's like a nuclear bomb going off in the background, and it seems like a lot of things have claws. Uh, and he, he's actively stepping on and exploding with his guns, some sort of monster, right? I, like he's shooting something and through its yeah, throat. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, oh. it's a lot. So. This game is meant to be over the top, and I've been struggling while doing the research to understand if it is a spoof of over the top action, or if, I guess it's both. It is itself an over the top piece of action, but it's also meant to kind of be a parody of it, mm. but a loving parody that implies there's nothing wrong with these things, they're just ridiculous, and this is as ridiculous. This is one of my earliest video game memories in my life. Yeah, because you were sitting on your dad's lap, playing it. <laughs> he was probably like, shoot that pig, son. <laughs> Okay, before I get into the history, I just want to name the creative team, because sometimes I forget to do that on these episodes and I feel bad. This game was made by 3D Realms, formerly Apogee. We know them from previous episodes. Oh yeah, we know them from uh, Doom. Sort of. We'll get to the it. The Doom engine. Kind of. It was produced by Greg Malone and George Broussard. It was designed by Alan H. Bloom III and Richard Gray. It was programmed by Todd Replogle, and the artists were Stephen Hornback, Dirk Jones, and James Story, and it was composed by Lee Jackson and Robert Prince. Wait till you hear that amazing theme song. So good. Okay. The story of Duke Nukem 3D. Apogee Software. We, we learned all about them a few months ago on an episode about a game called Monster Bash, where you had to run around and shoot, uh, like, zombies with your yeah, slingshot. Yeah, yeah. And um, you had to save the pets. Yeah, exactly. So Apogee was founded by Scott Miller, and his whole famous thing was the shareware model where you release, like, one-third of your game online for free yes. and tell everybody to distribute it to their friends using floppy disks, like burn it onto a disk and give it to your friend. And then when you beat that part of the game, a screen comes up and says, call this number or mail a money order to this address to get the rest of the game. So that was their whole thing, okay? One of their shareware games was called Duke Nukem, 
and they released it in 1991, and it was a 2D side-scrolling shooter. Here's a screenshot from it. Can you describe what you're seeing? It's a very angry man. He's yeah. purple because yeah. he's so angry. Yeah, his skin is And very he's in some kind of nuclear reactor. Something like that, right? And it's yeah. like over-the-top action hero. Uh, you're running around shooting stuff. Yeah. And it takes place in Los Angeles and on the moon later in the game where you fight as Duke Nukem. Why are they always on the moon? <laughs> you fight Dr. Proton, who's trying to, like, d- destroy Earth or something. Okay? Sure. Then Apogee teamed with id Software to release Wolfenstein 3D a year later in 1992. We did that episode. We know that story. Then they release Apogee Makes Duke Nukem 2, which is the same kind of side-scrolling game, in 1993. And then id and Apogee part ways. id puts out Doom on their own. And I think Apogee got a little jealous when uh, id put out Doom, right? Because they, they didn't want Apogee's help anymore. They're like, we got it. We can distribute this ourselves. So Apogee, wanting to get in on this, you know, 3D game bandwagon, because Doom sets the whole world on fire with, like, this amazing 3D first-person shooter game, they renamed their company 3D Realms so I, to make it sh- clear that, hey, we make 3D games now, even though they hadn't put one out yet, other than Wolfenstein a few years prior. And Apogee makes the third Duke Nukem game. And they call it, to make it clear to everybody that it's in 3D, Duke Nukem 3D. I'm tired of these fragile nails. Okay. <laughs> and they released it, uh, the shareware version, on January 29th, 1996. Okay, uh, and the plot line is this. In Duke Nukem 2, Duke Nukem had been kidnapped by aliens, and at the end, you kill them all. So in this game, he's returning to Earth on a ship that he stole from all the aliens he murdered, right? And he's going to go on a vacation on Earth with some babes. But then, you're not going to like the treatment of women in this. Mm, I'm just great. warning you. Can't wait. And then, his ship is shot down over L.A. He lands and discovers that L.A. has been invaded by aliens again. And not just are aliens there to fight, but they've mutated the LAPD into giant mutant pigs in police uniforms, which obviously is some on-the-nose commentary, I guess, about... LAPD was famously... Is it still? But definitely was famously in the 90s one of the worst, most abusive, most racist police forces on Earth, right? So they were kind of doing a bit about that. There's even, at one point in this game, I don't think we're going to get there... You can, like, go, you're in a bar fighting aliens, and if you look up at the TV, the OJ Bronco chase is on the TV, like a low-res version of it. Just really weird stuff. So this game is really noteworthy, though, for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's the first 3D game of this kind that features real-world environments. So, like, Doom, you're in space. Wolfenstein is just a bunch of gray and blue rooms, even though it's real. It's not really. In this game, you're in the streets of L.A. You're at a bar, you know, you're doing all this different stuff. You're in a movie theater. So that was noteworthy. Uh, You can interact with your environment. So like you can shoot a rocket launcher at a crack in a wall and like the wall will explode. Doesn't sound that amazing, but was at the time. There was, that didn't exist in games back then, interactive environments. Sure. There's some humor. So like there are these secrets where you'll like, if you go to a little secret area, you'll see like Luke Skywalker or or, like uh, the Terminator getting crushed, like references to pop culture in funny ways. And Duke Nukem will make some quip about it. And Duke Nukem talks. The Doom guy doesn't talk. The Wolfenstein guy doesn't talk. Yeah, the, the only thing that the the Doom guy says is, Ooh, huh, huh. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. So Duke Nukem makes jokes. He basically just, I was kind of disappointed when I got older and realized he's just quoting, like, other movies, basically. He says a lot of lines from Army of Darkness, like, you know, Hail to the King Baby and stuff like that. But he says stuff, so he has a personality. It's not a personality you're going to like. Great. But he has a personality. He's like the -the over-the-top male chauvinist action hero guy, as you saw. It sounds like he might be really fragile inside. 
Oh, definitely. That's why he has to murder all these aliens all the time and show how tough he is. I can't overstate how popular this game was. For all of those reasons, like it was kind of groundbreaking, etc. Uh, okay, and along with Doom and Wolfenstein, this game coming out really cemented this genre of games as, to this day, one of the most popular genres of video games, for 3D first-person shooter games. The treatment of women is really bad. There are women in this game, and they are objectified because he's like a big male action hero. So just be prepared. Although we're going to play with the adult content filter on, so you may not see all of the women. That's the way that I played it as a kid it, it, when I was five. Mm -hmm. At least at least my wow, dad that's really had great. the sense to turn on the filter. Okay? Uh, there were all these sort of uh, expansion packs and things released later. So this came out in early 1996. Later that year, they put out the Atomic Edition of this game, which added a fourth episode with new levels. The next year, in 97, they put out my favorite version, Duke It Out in D.C., where aliens kidnap Bill Clinton, then President Bill Clinton, and you have to save him, and all the levels are real-life Washington, D.C. locations. They put out Duke Caribbean, Life's a Beach, and Duke Nuclear Winter in 1998. Uh, the base game of Duke Nukem 3D was ported to like all the systems of the day other than computers where it started, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, and it's still being re-released. You can get it on your phone. You can get it for the Switch and the PS4 and you know all that stuff. I have the Switch version. And when they put out the newest version, the 20-year anniversary edition in 2016, they got the original team back and they made a fifth episode, which I, I just think is incredible. But using why? like it, and it looks as crappy as this game looks now. You know they use the original tools. I was just thrilled that they put in that time. Uh, and like I said, my dad had this game and he really liked it to the point where I've never seen in my whole life my dad play a game as much as he played this. This was like his favorite game that I I witnessed him play as a kid. And he doesn't play games anymore, but he was pretty into this. This game is so nostalgic for me. This is definitely one of my earliest game memories for sure. And it's just all, everything about it, the graphics, the sound effects, the music really tickle that part of my brain that makes me think about being a kid. They were supposed to make a sequel called Duke Nukem Forever, right? It started development like right after this game came out in 1996. And it was this famous joke in like video game uh, news at the time because it just never came out, you know, it was delayed and delayed and delayed. And it finally came out in 2011 after being delayed like for a decade or more. Uh, and it was absolute trash when it finally came out. It's like one of the famously worst games ever. This is considered one of sort of the most historically important games. The sequel is one of the worst games. You ready to kill some aliens and save some babes? Nobody steals our chicks and lives. That's the DOS menu, you remember DOS. 3D realms. <laughs> Reality is our game. Warning. Adult content. Is there something below piece of cake? No, piece of cake's as easy as it gets. Ugh, ugh. All right. He's How? whispering at me. Oh my god, there's just a, a rocket missile going well, down. Well, you got shot down, and now you're here. What's this? All right, I want to get off this roof. I know, so you got to find your way down. I guess I should jump on this thing. What's over here? This is really interesting to Nothing. me because this has been part of my life since I was five. This I could do like the back of my hand and it's really not that clear what you're supposed to do here, is it? Should I shoot this? I don't know, man. I blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I fell. All right, get ready. There might be some guys waiting Who's for you. That? Who's you that? Who's that? Who's that? What's he want? Oh my God. He's an alien. Oh, I got to reload. What's that? Well, Large med kit. Health tonic. There's a lot of dripping going on. I hear I hear a lot of dripping. I don't like that. What's over there? What's that up there? That's an atomic health. If you get that, you'd have over 100 health. That's the only way to go above 100. Well, now where do I go? That's 
You got to figure it out. I don't want to figure this out. I don't have the energy to do this right now. <laughs> Maybe I just follow these stars. Do, 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 so you're, do, you're looking do, at do. the uh, Walk of Fame there. That, that didn't seem to help. I guess maybe I should go over here, but... This alley's a little dark. I don't wanna. Good luck. Straight ahead. Check that Who's out. Who's that man? Who's that man? That's your rocket launcher. Is that for me? That will let you blow up that crack in the wall at the movie theater. Oh, is yeah. that, what is that? Drain cleaner? Give me. That's health, and you oh, can't no. get it because you have 131 health. But you just got some ammo for the pistol, so... Yeah, he said, come get it. How do I do it? E. Okay, it's opening into you, though. Why? Why? <laughs> oh my god, why am I on top of the toilet? This is horrible. All right. You're pretty good at dispatching these bad guys. Yeah, that alien probably have family. Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. Why is he why is he jumping on the ceiling? He's got a jetpack on. They can fly around. Good God. <laughs> Alright, well. Alright, you've had enough? Yeah, it just wasn't very engaging or fun. I didn't like the storyline. I was amazed by how easy it is to get lost and stuck not knowing what to do in that first level. You have to like jump through a window you don't know exists. You have to find yeah. a rocket in a spot you wouldn't know how to get that you could even get up there. It's really like real life, though, you know? That's true. Trying to navigate your life. So not your favorite game in the world? No. It's That's fair. I don't have much to say. Obviously, if you remember it fondly, I mean, it's a fun first-person shooter to play from back in the day. These are called, I think we talked about this in another episode, Boomer Shooters. But this is like the opposite of Chex Quest, right? It's like got kind of the same look, but this is like gross and adult where Chex Quest is like fun and for kids. This wasn't wowed and I don't know if it's like because I'm just not in the mood for shooting aliens. Or... <laughs> You're not in the mood to play a first person shooter from 1996. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> As a non-game playing person in general. Yeah, that would make sense. All right, well, uh, tell us what to play next. Leave a comment on this YouTube video. Send us a voicemail. Visit our website, www.notstalgia.org, or send us an email, notstalgia at AOL.com. Don't stalge the stalge. After a few days of R&R, &R, I'll be ready for more action.